Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hello guys, welcome back to Open Book. This week I'm sitting down with Sarah, our producer, for our bi-weekly episode. We have our book club check-in, we're talking about what's in our good books and what's in our bad books. And we'll give you a little preview for Andrea Mara on the podcast next week. And if you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe, to rate, share, anything you can do to spread the word about Open Book. Enjoy. Oh, it's time to be real. Ah! It's so exciting. Are you on that? I got be real and then I had to get rid of it. I was just, I I couldn't figure it out. Oh, it kind of like confuses me. Oh my God, no, that's awful. Oh no. Go again. <laughs> it doesn't let you see the fucking picture of it when they're taking it. Doesn't it tell the other people though how many times you've taken it? What? Yeah, it'll tell them that it wasn't the oh, first for take. Fuck's sake. But this happened to me yesterday and I, I was like, why? I, I didn't know I was taking a picture of me. <laughs> oh yeah, because you think it's only taking it one way. Yeah. Surrend- yeah, geez, you'd want to be careful now. Don't be taking those pictures on the toilet or anything for God's sake. <laughs> I was nearly in a situation like that yesterday. Yeah. Well, sometimes first it's where you have the best lighting. <laughs> to be um, so besides be real, what is in your good books this week, Louise? Well, I mean, birthday week. I mean, come on. Birthday week. There's yeah. a lot of my good books. I had a party on Saturday. You were there. Yeah. It was so much fun. Thank I you so actually much. So kind of you to invite me. Had a ball. Like yeah. every, all my family came up, my friends, and we just had like drinks. I had six, seven spritz there, and we had yeah. Delish. Some food and cake and... Um, By the way, what flavour was your cake? Biscuit cake. Chocolate oh, yum, biscuit. Chocolate yeah. biscuit cake. I've got to go pick Delish. it up. My dad's like, I didn't get any cake. I want some. So. <laughs> By the way, your dad is a serious hunk, i got to tell you. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Honestly, he's an absolute dish. I know they say the women in Limerick are beautiful, <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think the guys need to get a little bit oh, of a shout out so too. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I know. He's like a showman. He loves a party and he loves seeing everyone and you know yeah, he thought yeah. it was his birthday and so did my mom <laughs> uh, your boyfriend seems so nice as well yeah he's lovely yeah he's the best um who was i talking to oh yeah i was talking to it must be your boyfriend's friends from belfast so it oh, was yeah. a, this lovely girl who by the way looks exactly like kate middleton oh yeah in the pink t- she was wearing a pink top yes. yeah they stay with yes. us Oh, they stayed with you yeah. um, and uh, then her husband Connell and, yeah. and he was hilarious she was like oh it's so nice to be with someone like who's so happy and he's, he's so funny and whatever and then he came out and he's like yeah we're not getting married for another two years because like I want to be really sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah like this she's very funny yeah or he is they're both are they're a funny couple yeah. but yeah other than that this week what else is in my good books I, it's just been a fun week. I was at the Image Awards on Sunday night. Oh, yes. So two nights of getting dressed up in a row and I feel like I'm quite, I've am quite. i kind of checked out a little bit from, uh, you know, the daily routine. Mm. So, But I need to get back into it. But uh, it's fun just to kind of take that downtime and just enjoy life. Yeah, so. absolutely. It sort of feels like Deb's season or something. Starting yeah. September, I'm looking for, I'm, I've got the Imro Awards coming up, I was telling you. So I'm looking for a full length dress and I'm like texting all my friends. And like, Does anybody have long dresses anymore? Like, is anybody doing to a wedding that they can lend me a dress yeah. from? Um, Revolve does have nice ones, but you, obviously okay. they have like the price range. Well, really high yes so you're going to have to filter through but like there's mm-hmm. a couple of brands there that you can get pretty 
for reasonable prices, you know? Yes, I'll definitely have a look at that. Um, I went into Greens Are Good. I want to try a few other dress rental places because mm. I'm really trying to be good environmentally. Also, try um, the Ivory Closet. I know they're in Limerick, but they do. They do send stuff up. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, the Ivory Closet. I'll try them out. And then Barrow's Boutique was another one. They oh, have yeah. some really nice Rat and Bow addresses. Oh, yeah. they still, just, Oh, yeah. I used to... I had borrowed one of those before. Did you? Okay, yeah. yeah. So the girls who run it, one of them was a couple of years below me in school. um, And they're really nice. And obviously, you know, you want to help those female entrepreneurs. What's her name again? Chloe Best is the one that I'm thinking of. But there's a couple of them. It's like kind of a collection of them. They were sort of, in fairness to them, they were like one of the first sort of dress rental yeah. companies. And they worked all off Instagram and stuff. I think they have a few other side projects now, each of the girls now. But just fair play to them. Yeah. And I I love that idea of being able to rent something. Do you ever hear of Rent the Runway in America? Yes. Yeah, so like you can borrow kind of nice daytime stuff as well. Yeah. Like you could like rent a coat or you could rent a bag. I love the idea of renting a bag, yeah. And I remember right before COVID, I'd, I'd signed up for about a month and it was expensive-ish, but it was, so, it was actually... It was expensive for what it was, but it was good value. But that, does that make sense? Was it know. like you would subscribe to it almost? Subscri- I think it was like $75 or something, but like you'd get like five items. And then once you returned one, you could get another one. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It was unreal. Like I I really liked it. And I remember I had gotten stuff for like a hen party and I had paused my membership because I was coming home for a, a month, I thought, because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought you'd be back. Never to unpaused it, yeah. <laughs> But it it does sort of feel like, you know, as soon as you have the picture of you in this outfit, you have to do something drastically different with your accessories or your hair or whatever else. So it's really nice to, you know, have the feeling of getting something new, but not be throwing your cash away on something you're only going to wear once. Unless you and your friends go in together and just buy like a few capsule pieces. So we tried to set up, me and my friends from home, we tried to set up like a a deep up for each other. So like just for weddings, like just to borrow. Oh, that's a... great idea yeah. especially around this age it's like I think I already have four weddings next year and I'm just like oh there there was a weekend there recently and I think I had like three or four people come in and pick, pick out clothes pick out dresses Are like you my serious? sister and two of my friends definitely I'm trying to think like oh my, my friend gosh. yesterday she's gone off on a work trip to Marrakesh she's like I just got to call over and pick up a few pieces I'm like no problem oh my god I'd your service your, your <laughs> friends are so thrilled with you god yeah. that's brilliant um, you guys all must be sort of similar sizes and heights and things as well well we're actually Ellen who took stuff yesterday is 5'2 and I'm at 5'10 so it's about being <laughs> smart with the pieces right. that we share <laughs> with you with you yeah, yeah. in my good books this week autumnal fashion Oh yeah. I know you're you're looking very sunny and summery today, but I have to tell you, I'm so thrilled. I'm so looking forward to the boots and the coats and the scarves. I'm looking forward to putting on a little bit of weight. I'm looking forward to <laughs> a little bit of blubber for the winter season. I mean, with fuel prices as they are, geez, anything you can do to keep warm. Um But okay, how are you sorting out your wardrobe? Oh yeah, this is a this drives my mother crazy. So I sent a lot of my winter wardrobe home. So I'm going to go back and do a bit of a swip swapperoo. Okay. I bought storage boxes, but like it'll probably fit about three coats, you know, or, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, I but know. Uh, yeah, that's one thing when there's so many layers and boots are so big to store, I just find everything gets a lot messier quick quicker you know yeah can you not set up maybe a standing wardrobe or something where you are I have a array I have like we have a storage room 
it has no windows or anything. It's just like oh, yeah. storage. Yeah. And I've kind of turned that into a wardrobe. I have like a, a double rail and like a shoe press. Oh my God, I love that. It's a mess. I need, <laughs> I need help. I need <laughs> <laughs> this is an SOS call. <laughs> I need to spend a day just doing it and then maybe I'll be ex- more excited. Yes, yeah. Oh, no, I'm so looking forward to Everyone it. Everyone says that about autumn fashion though. And I'm like, what's wrong with summer fashion? There's less layers. Yeah, I just like the, you, you say summer to me and I just think sweating. I think chafing. I think <laughs> clothes sticking to me. I think, oh no, this fit me last year. It doesn't fit me this year. I just can't bloody cope with it. I just hate being cold. I'm like dreading oh, no, those I days. Love that. What? So what I did at the weekend on, on Sunday, I was wrapped up in one of my various furs. The vegetarians would kill me. Sitting what? outside. You do not wear fur. I would not put you down as someone who would wear fur. <laughs> so I have uh, three fur coats and counting. Um, oh my God, really? <laughs> well, okay, this is how I justify it. It's all secondhand. Okay. And um, that's my only justification. <laughs> fair enough, you know? No, but to be fair, right. So I was vegan yeah. for three years um, and I've been vegetarian for seven years. And during the time I was vegan, I was full on vegan, you know. I wasn't exactly, hold, you know, holding people to account in restaurants or anything, but I wasn't wearing any leather. I wouldn't wear Why? any suede. I wouldn't wear any fur. Because veganism is a is a is like a social justice issue, whereas uh-huh. vegetarianism is more of a diet, I yeah. guess. And anyway, I had to stop being vegan because I was the world's worst vegan and I was just such a junk food vegan. I ended up totally iron deficient by the end of it. Oh. Like borderline anemic uh, I remember going in to get my bloods done and they were like I don't exactly know what the numbers are but say your, your iron count is supposed to be 50 right mine was 8 and they told me if it was 2 points lower I would have had to go into hospital to have a transfusion of iron put into my blood oh my god yeah it was it was, it was, it was pretty bad anyway um, so I feel like my novel interest in fur is a backlash against the fervent veganism that I was kind of touting that is so funny a years ago. I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense but I okay <laughs> I'm like rebelling against my past self I don't even know oh I don't think I could do the vegan thing I did, gave up meat for a month once in January oh yeah uh, when I was Veganuary. living in America yeah because it was it was really bad meat over there like you know full of full of like processed stuff yeah and, Horses and Dalmatians. They put stuff. weird stuff in the food over there. So I was just like, I need a break from it. Yeah. But it's really hard because like I, I would find it really hard to stay full. Yes. Uh, it's very hard to feed yourself satisfying food as a vegan. Yeah, I'd, I'd eat dinner. Those should be like mainly veg. Yeah. And then half an hour later, I'm starving again. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and then I remember it was like the 28th of January. So I lied. I didn't do it the whole month, but I did it till the 28th. Very good. I uh, was on the way home from a really bad date and I was like, now's the time. I'm having chicken nuggets. <laughs> Get this girl a cheeseburger. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's mo- like being a vegetarian. It's just, it's night and day. It's so much easier. I remember... Are you still a vegetarian? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm still veggie, yeah. Oh. Although... Do you not, do you not like meat? No, I love meat. <sighs> like if I was, if I was on death row, my last meal would be a steak medium rare <laughs> with mushroom sauce Dauphinois potatoes and a glass of full-bodied red wine. Oh, oh lovely. Delish. Yeah. At this point, 
I don't even know what it's about. Is it about the animals? I'm not sure because of the whole fur thing. Is it, about, <laughs> is it about health? I don't know because I mostly eat sweets. Um, no, I think at this stage it's just like, oh, I can do so little for the environment. This is like actually one. Well, if you're happy me. to do it, then I'm like, that's great. Like, do you know you what? Know. It's habit at this stage, Louise. Is it, yeah. It's just habit. And Would you ever be looking thing. at people like eating meat and be like... No, 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 never. Um, although the last the last two guys I've dated have been vegetarian. Actually, the last yeah. three guys I've dated have what? been vegetarian. Yeah. Where do you, where do you find these people? <laughs> Are you in a club? Yeah, I have like on my Tinder profile or whatever. Oh, really? Like, omnivores need not apply. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. But, uh, but, um, would you, so you would you couldn't imagine life without meat? Um, no. <laughs> We're really taking a turn on the podcast today, aren't we? Are you back on Tinder? No. Oh my god. Sorry. Oh my god. We're going in a million different directions at the moment. No, I was only on Tinder, I think, for a couple of months when it first came out. Okay, well, it wasn't so bad then, I don't think. I don't think so. Although now uh, now all of my friends who were on Bumble, on the sort of like, you know, feminist Bumble, whatever, are going back to Tinder. Oh, I, I like Bumble. But I, I, yeah, I liked Bumble as well. That's but I went with Mark on Bumble. Did you? Yeah. What was your opening line? Oh, so I, that's what I said to my friends at the time. I was like, I don't, want, don't know how to use that app because I have to write to them. That's yes, weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, just just send a wave. So that's what I did. Uh, Sent everyone. I was a wave and uh, wave and ev- and everyone. <laughs> Mark hates that. Sent him a wave. Oh, the day we went on a date, I actually went on another date that morning. He also hates that. Oh my God, that's so funny. Why am I saying Wait. this on the podcast? <laughs> was that like a simu date to kind of take the pressure off the date with Mark? Um, yeah, why am I saying this? Yeah, why am I bringing this up? Uh, what I guess I was just chatting to people, and I was just like, yeah, You don't know anyone until you meet working. them. The you wave know? was working, guys. The wave, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that. it's terrible. And um, what's in your bad books this week? Um, well, we were briefly chatting about this before, and I know what's your bad books too. The excessive coverage of the Queen's. Oh, know? okay. So Can it's I st- in your bad books because you think it's excessive and you're not into it. It's in my bad books because I'm strictly in mourning. So yes, <laughs> this is something I'm trying to figure out. And I really, really don't mean any disrespect to anyone who might be listening. I just any don't. Any out there? I just don't fully understand the level of obsession mm. with like it's just and people are so. Like sad, like you know. Of course, like it is sad. She died, you know. But yes, like they don't know her, you know. Like it's they feel as though they do. <laughs> okay, she's like the nation's grandmother, I suppose. Not even just the nation, like for all of her realms overseas or yeah. whatever else. She lived a good life. Ninety six. Ninety six. It just breaks my heart to think that she was without Prince Philip, though. So if she had died before him or something, I probably would be a little bit more upset than I am upset now, even though, you know, I've been crying into my teddies about it. I'm I'm not going to deny it. Um, about, like, what would make you cry? Um, Change. <laughs> it's the end of a new like, The Elizabethan see, age has come to an end. Would you see something on TV that would make you sad? Well, I just, I think her values and her principles I fear are probably dying with her oh. you know and like she dedicated her whole life she was so dutiful she barely put a foot wrong <laughs> but, but Sarah Uh-oh. to the United Kingdom right well <laughs> <laughs> and you, you don't live there do you <laughs> 
Well, I spent three years in Her Majesty's Kingdom and uh, um, I wouldn't say I'm a total royalist, but I'm a great lover of history. And I think she represents so much. Mm. She also just represents a completely different generation. And maybe it gets sentimental for me then when I sort of think about my grandparents and things. And like, you know, they would respect her so much as well. They are subscribers to the Times of the Telegraph. Um, I actually, this is probably not a big deal, but I saw her in real life before at the Queen. Oh, you held that in until now. When <laughs> yeah, did you see I, her? I was at Ascot and she was <gasps> presenting. Oh my goodness, yeah. no way. Yeah. What was she like? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. She looked gorgeous. She's, she looked the same as she did she, on TV. She, she just was an angel. She was yeah. an absolute angel. And I think probably the Carolean era, which is what they're mm. calling the time during which Charles will be on the throne, will be very different. You know, he has dedicated his entire life as well. And look, we all know what happened with Diana. It wasn't great. But Uh it was a long time ago and he's really re-established himself in terms of duty and responsibility and all the rest of it. But I'm really looking forward to when William is king. Not that I would wish death upon King Charles III. That's not to think that William will be king. I know, isn't it? But I, I think he is probably closer to his grandma in terms of how much respect is had for him Um, and like love would be had for him as well because I think people associate him so much with his mother and you Mm. know walking behind the coffin and everything and I think Catherine is just a gem oh my god she's such a lady isn't she such a lady I was watching videos of her going around talking to people just the way she is with people yes yeah and she's uh, a princess she is a total princess starkly contrasting to Meghan Markle Megan Markle as they're calling her me again, me again, <laughs> all about me again. Okay, um, go on, tell, me, tell just, me the drama. Well, no, I have to say, the coverage of it has gotten completely out of control over the last few weeks. It's like, crazy. Just let her throw herself under a bus because she absolutely will. I mean, even just a week before or two weeks before the Queen died with the cut article, like Megan was... Disrespectful to the world. Disrespectful yeah. and, you know, saying things that would tarnish their reputation, whether it's abroad, especially everything to do with racism. Now, I don't, obviously, I don't know the ins and the outs of it. There could be some truth to it. But the Queen was the Queen of, as we've said, loads of different realms mm. and of every colour and creed. And her legacy mm-hmm. to tarnish that with question marks about racism. I just think that that's incredibly damaging to it's, what has been a really long She's fairly ballsy, reign. isn't she? Like, cause oh, she's oh going yeah. Into, oh, jeez, you better believe it. She's going into, the, like, his family. She's going to have to see them all the time. And that's, like, I couldn't actually, I, I cringe at the awkwardness of it. Like, I know. For they God's definitely sake. all hate her. Absolutely. And I'd say Diana would have hated her as well. I think. That's my two cents for you there. Um, the facade of it all, though, like, the choreography of the funeral and yeah. like it's Pump absolutely and like nuts. Yeah. Are you watching the live coverage? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. <coughs> As I me, was I leaving, there was um, about 500 sailors on the screen. I was like, this is a cartoon. Okay, um, it's a Disney movie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just think there's something so romantic about it, I have to say. Yeah, it's, I guess, I guess. Yeah. I I know I'm so I'm just so cynical I'm in a cynical mood today anyway so last week's episode was with um, Nathan Anthony Uh uh-huh yeah it was really good oh my god I was looking at his recipes again they're so good see I'm not much of a cook but you're great that sort of thing oh I I still haven't got an air fryer or a slow cooker (laughs) and I'm like you just don't really have the counter space you know Mm. but um Oh, his recipes are unreal and he makes everything look so 
bloody easy. Mm. But it's not really that easy. <laughs> but it is all in one pot. It's, it's you know, he yeah. simplifies things for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was interesting to chat to him and to kind of learn about what he likes to read. And yeah, I love that it wasn't all cookbooks. You know, I love that he has other interests as we all do like you know totally from yeah. finance to fantasy mm-hmm. um, I particularly liked and actually this wasn't even his answer because one of the questions you often ask is what would people be surprised to find on your bookshelf mm. and this actually wasn't his answer to that question but I thought I was surprised to find this on his bookshelf and mm. um, the Michaela McCollum I know yeah autobiography was it, is it an autobiography um, it's I guess yeah because she's talking Memory? about her experiences so yes. yeah yeah I was surprised at that and actually even after recording remember he was like oh I just don't want people to think that I'm supportive of her choices back then but I think he put it perfectly when he was like you know it's a redemption story really Yeah and like learning about Peru the jails and stuff over there like that Insane And to be fair like we were all hooked to that story on the news so of course it makes it good I know You know know. My parents were terrified that you know I'd be one of the girls and I went off to wherever it was like Marbella or whatever You just you make one stupid choice They got into the wrong crowd Yeah Yeah. Absolutely But what would people be surprised to find on your bookshelf Louise Keeney? I was thinking about this Um, I think it probably depends on what People know about me. So that kind of way, because like I read everything. I read all different types of things. You don't discriminate. No, I mainly read novels, but like I also like the learning book that you try, the Mm self-help book sometimes, but I I usually don't read those cover to cover. I'll dip in and out, you know. I think that's what they're they're there for as well. And like I find books really good for just learning about things or like if you're going through something to try and get like that help, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Was it Rosanna Davison or Kathy Kelly who brought up uh, a book that her editor was editing as well. It was like a survival guide or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Someone was, I was at a chat with Margaret Yeah, I think it was night. her. It was her. She said if she could have one book for the rest of her her life, it would be the survival guide, I think, because yes. there's so much in it to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will we'll put the name of it down below. But I was at a chat with Margaret Atwood last night and she was asked not not exactly that question, but a similar enough question. And she wrote up that book as well. Oh, no way. Yeah, you've got all of these women who are just, you know, kind that of hoping to Bear grills it at the end of their I life. I always find when you hear a couple of people talking about it, I'm like, okay, right, okay. noted. This must be a good one. Yeah, yeah, write it down, write but it down. But sp- at the moment, I suppose I'm trying to think what's, the most kind of random thing that I've listened or downloaded or mm-hmm. been reading. Um, there was this book attached. We were. Ch- I was chatting <gasps> about it with my friends. I was telling you about yes. it. I think it's my friend was was going or was went through a breakup and someone recommended it to her and we were all just chatting, kind of being there for her. And then I was kind of interested because it tells you about people's style, so like in a relationship. So mm. like, our, there's three types apparently: anxious, avoidant, and secure. Secure, yeah. Um, so I downloaded just to listen to a bit, but I think it is more of a book you'd have more of an interest in if you're if you're coming out of a breakup. Yes, rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. Like once I learn what style I'm, I'm like, okay, done. <laughs> but it is it's in, like it's random and it's interesting and definitely I yeah. love those those kind of like pseudo psychology mm-hmm. books as mm-hmm. well. You know, um, I have a book with me actually that I think people would be surprised to find on my bookshelf. Bear with, bear with, bear with. Oh yeah, here we go. Right, so this is called Astrology for Real Relationships. I love astrology. Me too. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I'm thrilled. Understanding you, me and how we all get along. Now, um, something we prepared earlier, I asked you to give me your birth 
time, mm-hmm. which I have put into um, a website that I love, astrologycafe.com. I don't know why it's called that, but it has given me a free natal chart report for you. Okay. Okay. So we know your son is in Virgo. That's mm. your star sign. Okay. But what you might not know is that your moon is in Aries. Okay. Your Mercury is also in Virgo. Your Venus is in Libra. And your Mars is in Cancer. Now, what do all of those mean, you ask? Well, I shall find out for you now. So this book is separated into three distinct sections, okay? Mm. And one is for friends and chosen family. Uh, One is for long-term relationships and one is for hanging out and dating. (laughs) So what would you like me to read for you? Long-term relationships? Let's do long-term relationships, yeah. Okay, here we go. Listen up, Mark. Um, (laughs) So... Essentially, this tells you about yourself, Uh but say if you were to find out what time Mark was born at and what day, you could get his chart and then you could learn all about him. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've done this for my dates in the past. Sometimes it goes well and then sometimes it it just doesn't. Anyway, (laughs) so um, first of all, right, this, you are sun in Virgo. So I'll just read out one or two of these for you. Okay. Okay, so people with the sun in Virgo may find that their drive to connect physically runs in cycles. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes, what is this episode? <laughs> Valentine's Day special. Um, sometimes they crave touch and sometimes they want space. Virgos in long-term relationships need to communicate to their partners when a lack of energy and not a lack of interest is the result of <laughs> Are you just explaining my sex life to me now? <laughs> Communication is essential, but sharing every detail is not. <laughs> Write that okay. down, please. Write that down. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go to your moon. Okay, so your moon is about um, feelings, your needs, your sense of safety, as well as your home and family. Okay, so your moon, as we have found out by your natal chart, is in Aries. Okay. This placement gives people sharp and passionate feelings. Their emotions run hot and they can be impulsive and reactive. But they have emotional resiliency and inner strength they can call on when needed. These folks need to be careful not to rush or run roughshod over their partners, especially if they've partnered with people of a more retiring emotional nature. They can be quite assertive and decisive, so it serves them to remember that their primary partners need to be part of their decision-making process. Would you say there's any accuracy in that? (laughs) Um, Get Mark on the line. I know, yeah. I think you always find like some truth in in these kind of things, don't you? you yeah, kind of... you 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 take what is relevant and sort of leave the rest. Yeah. And um, would you be into like fortune telling? Yeah. Or... yeah. Would you? Uh, I used I gone to a tarot card reader pretty close to here actually a couple of times. Oh, fantastic! I haven't got done now in ages, but I also during COVID during when we were in lockdown, I would do it over WhatsApp. She would like pull the cards oh my god I love so that so cool yeah it was like really good I thought for like guidance yes if you're feeling a bit like this isn't going to work out or I'm mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. in COVID when you're like what am I doing with my life you know yeah 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 100% yeah I found it really helpful and I find horoscopes good like that too same I love it I remember one time I couldn't get an appointment with my therapist 
So I wrote to my tarot card reader and she was able to fit me in. And honestly, by the end of it, I was like, I kind of feel like I just had a therapy session. That was yeah. fantastic. Sometimes you just need a half an hour. That's about you. Now, granted, my tarot card reader was is over Zoom. Yeah. She's in the UK and she was on her way to Turkey for a boob job when I, when I caught her. So oh she God, was like, so I'm not going to be around for the next month. I was like, oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> She's so class. Um, have you ever listened to Kagi Dunlop's podcast, Saturn Returns? No, but I recognise the name. Oh, Louise, you would love it if you're interested in any sort of thing like this. Mm. It's like a self-help podcast through the lens of astrology Mm -hmm. and star signs. And, you know, they kind of use throwaway phrases like, you know, oh, you're you've got a foggy Mercury today and that's why you're feeling that way. You know, like all this sort of ridiculous stuff. I do like find, you know, when the moon is it's a full moon. Yes. I'm like, oh, I'm crazy. I, well, things break like genuinely and I'm like oh, this full moon I know like it's so crazy to, that that happens well especially as a woman yeah you know, very and much I've noticed it with moon. other people as well mm-hmm. I mean look no but my mum says that be. as well my mum was a nurse and she said no one ever wanted to work the night shift during yeah. the full moon because so, the patients would just go bonkers yes I heard that actually uh, but it's one of those things where like yeah some of it's fluffy some of it you can kind of roll your eyes at and you know yeah. but it's a good uh Industry to be working in. We were just talking before to get into an astrology person. Like they would do a chart for you. It's like a couple of hundred euro and you have to wait like months. To get yeah, in. the waiting lists are so long. So that's to get like a moon chart. So what we're talking about here is like where the moon was and Mercury was and, you know, where the sun was during when you were born. Smart, and so it gives it? you, yeah, your natal chart is like yeah. your moon chart and it'll give you just a much more accurate reading Mm -hmm. so not only is it your star sign and your moon sign and everything it also is about the houses Mm -hmm. and was something in retrograde Mm -hmm. was you know was it Saturn rising you know it's all this sort of stuff but um, Saturn Returns is really interesting because it's about Is that a book? It could be do you know what it could well be but it's a phenomenon Okay. so Saturn Returns is when Saturn comes back to where it was when you were born mm-hmm. and it happens like every sort of maybe 27 years or something like that. When your Saturn returns, it's all about, you know, um, reflection and rebirth. And it's really interesting. Mm. So often these can be times when people, you know, change jobs mm-hmm. or um, start a family or fall out or in love. It's just really interesting. And so Kagi is interviewing people about their Saturn returns. Oh, OK. Is that I, I really What's think you'll love Kagi? it. Kagi Dunlop. Sorry, yeah, I do recognise that name from Made in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't yes. recommend it highly enough. And she's got this beautiful, soothing voice as well. Yeah, I really yeah. liked her. Yeah. She left too early though, didn't she? she left. Yeah, she left after like, what, two seasons? Yeah, um, but um, will we do a little book club check-in? Yes, yeah? absolutely. So, did you read the book? I did. Did you actually? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through chapter 15, but I did my best. That's fine, yeah. I literally <laughs> only finished it before today. Oh, but um, thoughts? Do you know what? I expected to hate it mm. and I'm really enjoying it. What? Really? Yeah, I actually am. Sunshine Falls, it's a bit twee, okay? But I also have to remember that I loved the Gilmore Girls. Okay. So this feels like the Gilmore Girls based in North Carolina as opposed to yeah. Connecticut. Instead of a mother-daughter relationship, it's a mm. sister relationship. And I also was thinking, I've read very few books that focus so fully on a sister relationship. Yeah. Which I'm really enjoying. Have you ever read Cassandra at the Wedding? No. It's this book by Dorothy Baker, I think. And uh, it, exactly like that, it really focuses on this sort of sister relationship. And mm. obviously I have a sister and I know you do as well. Mm-hmm. So I find that really interesting. I do find it a little slow moving. 
Mm. But also, I've, I, this week has just been kind of crazy, so that's probably part of it. But but don't you think that the the way it's slow moving moving is sort of reflective of the fact that they're in like small town, nothing yeah. much going on. Yeah, true. Yeah, mm. I'm excited for her and Charlie though. Like they're obviously going to end up together. Yes, again, this I was like, oh, this is such a trope of they hate each other and then they fall in love. But actually, I think Emily Henry is a pretty good writer. And so she's presenting it in in a way that's kind of interesting. And also because they're both in the publishing industry. Yeah, they both know a lot about books. They're both very aware that they're falling into the trappings of a classic small town romance novel. So they're kind of flipping that almost. It's like quite subversive in that way. I, I'm surprised at how much I'm enjoying it, I have to oh, say. Oh, good. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. What I do was you afraid. Think? I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to no, recommend it another bad book. <laughs> um, it's probably not like my favourite I've ever read, but it's getting better. I'm, at, I'm halfway. And okay, yeah. I'm just like, I just need a little bit more love or something. Right, okay. So, you know, like nothing has happened. True, true. It sounds like we're kind of getting drips of information about yeah. like her past when it comes to men and stuff yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which has true. been quite interesting. She is kind of like a good luck Chuck character in that mm. like everyone seems to find the love of their life <laughs> after her. Yeah. Which to be honest, that's that's gotta be hard to stomach. That's kind of insulting. Yeah. So will we read will we finish this for next Yeah. Week? Uh, I always find the second it. half is easier anyway, you play through it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are we gonna read next for the book club? Yeah, do you have any ideas? Have you ever heard of Alice Ryan? Probably not. No. She's just released her debut uh, novel. It's called There's Been a Little Incident. Oh. And it's about, um, I should have brought it so I could read the blurb to you, but it's about... Do you want me to pull it up here? Yeah, I think the mother and it dies. And in real life, her mother, I think, has died. Oh, no. There's yeah. been a little incident. Yeah, yeah. here we go. Um, so Molly Black has disappeared. She's a bit feisty since her parents died. Sure, hadn't she just run off with the tree surgeon at the time but this time or so says her hastily written leaving notes she's gone for good that's why the whole black clan from granny perched on the printer all the way through all the way through to Killian on Zoom from Sydney is huddled together in the back room of Uncle John's semi-D in the Dublin suburbs arguing over what to do Cousins Bobby's having a hard enough time as it is convincing his family he's happy single and childless Lady V reckons this is all too much fuss over a 30 year old and Uncle Danny knows too, all too well how it feels to be lost with no one trying to find you. But Uncle John is determined never to lose anyone again, especially not his niece, who is more like her mum than she realises. There you go. Hmm. Sounds like it could be And she says she would come on the, the podcast. Oh, well then. Yeah. And I just got a Kindle for my birthday. Oh, nice. Very excited. I've never n- had a Kindle. You've never had one? Mm-mm. Yeah. My mum has had several. She keeps losing them. The the odd thing about a Kindle is, is well, anyway, sorry, that's that's a really boring point I was going to make. <laughs> anyway, um, right, so do we want to have a look ahead at next week? Yes, so next week we have Irish crime author, uh, or thriller author, Andrea Mara on the podcast and her books are so good. They're one of the, they're the type of books that when you pick them up, you literally just can't put them down. Mm. You need to get to the end of the book. I have been known to finish her books usually in about two days. Oh, wow. Yeah, so really, really good author and she's some amazing books and she has a new book out, Hide and Seek, came out last month. So we're going to chat a little bit about that too. Deadly. I love the idea of an a female crime writer. Mm. Yeah, it's and she's no, She has no um, experience. I'd say like, she's not like a guard or anything. So she kind of, yeah. I remember I, when I had her on the book club, 
during lockdown she was saying she has like this one guard friend that she goes to with all her questions <laughs> and she was saying for the last book then she tried not to not to make it so focused on the details because she's like I don't know them <laughs> oh my but god that's so it, like she just loves that kind of stuff she calls down to the guard station hey lads uh, I got a packet of roses here is anybody around and she might imagine hypothetically if someone was to kill someone <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're going something Andrea um, are you into true crime yeah, I love it. I love those kind of books. I don't read true crime books, but I love true crime podcasts, mm-hmm. true crime documentaries, true crime movies. Mm. Um, I'm actually obsessed with 60 Minutes Australia. Okay. They what have a that? YouTube channel. YouTube. And they have these amazing crime stories, especially because, I mean, Australia was founded by criminals. I mean, they all have a passport over there. Mm. They also have criminal records. Yeah. So they've got incredible crimes over there. Dreadful stuff, but very riveting from an audience perspective. Mm. So anyway, let's Good. have a quick listen to Andre Mayer. Do you think there's anything that you in life that you can't learn from books? So one of the things I think, and it's maybe specific to writing, but it's also probably valid for all of us is about comparing and not comparing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really hard not to compare. Yeah. And I think in writing in particular, um, it's a very public accounting system in that we can all see who's number one in the charts this week and how many books they sold in Ireland or how many books they sold in the UK. And you can see who's winning prizes and who's got this, mm-hmm. you know, book of the month or who's got this great review. So like in my old job, people would get promoted. But other than that, you wouldn't necessarily have a really clear idea of how people were doing in their job. But I think writing it lends itself to everybody kind of knowing yeah. how everybody's getting on. And of course, there's all the social media and, you know, you, you, part of your job as a writer is to tell people when good news happens and, and broadcast it. So it's quite hard not to compare. And like, you know, the way I see it is comparison is the thief of joy and we have to do everything we can not to compare, even mm. though it's quite hard to take your own advice sometimes. So that that would be for me the main thing I have to remind myself all the time just to try to focus on what you're doing yourself. And I think also it's possible to be genuinely really happy for something that someone else has achieved, but also going, I wish I could have that too. And I think that's okay. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're um, you're jealous or wishing them ill in any way you're happy for them but kind of aspiring for the same thing for yourself yeah I think sometimes you know you can take comparison and make it constructive by saying okay I'm going to use this as a motivator for what Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. but I'm with you on that like I definitely fall into traps of comparing myself and I work in social media too but I also am working on a million other things Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's like we all have different things we're working on we all have different things going on behind the scene so I, I try and stay in my lane, but even talking about it and saying it out loud, I think it, it reminds me, okay, I'm not the only one who does that. And like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if you were to look at, at like a 2D version of anything, you would mm-hmm. probably get the wrong idea, you know, or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone said to me once, like, don't compare your inside to someone else's outside because mm. you don't know what's going on inside someone's head or in the background or everything else that they're doing. We can all only see, you know, the stats in the charts or the social media or whatever it is, but it doesn't mean we know what's really going mm-hmm. on with people. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and for tuning in again. I hope you're enjoying Open Book. If you have any book recommendations for us or any questions or comments, don't be afraid to email them in at openbook at goloudnow.com. Thanks again for listening and I will be back next week.